All right, what's going on with everybody? This is another episode of Taking Out of Context, the podcast. I appreciate y'all stopping by and listening to me today. And I have a special guest in the building with us. He's a creator, a writer, and producer. We have the one and only Patrick Ladonis in the building. How you doing, man? Hey, man, what's going on? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Hey, right, man, I can't complain. Just trying to stay above float during this uh, pandemic that we still enduring. Man, listen, who you telling? This is like the longest recess ever. <laughs> I swear. You know, people going back to schools, they're doing virtual and all that type of stuff, man. How you holding up during it? Uh, so far, so good, man. I've actually just been using this time to just write. Mm-hmm. Like, anytime I start to feel the anxiety of what's going on, I'll just get 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 my macbook out and start writing yeah you got to stay in this creative realm this is this is almost like the perfect time because you know you, you really can't do too much um other things so you cannot you know kind of like press reset and get back to it you know yeah for sure and it's like i'm finding out that all the things too that i thought was so pressing mm-hmm. that i had had to do like this kind of did the one positive it's i was able to slow down and kind of assess life and some, I guess, philosophical stuff. But yeah. Yeah. It, it is a great time. time. I'm sorry, what you said? I was like, yeah, this is the perfect time for, you know, for creatives without the fact that we could go stir crazy after yeah. a while. Definitely, definitely. You got to stay on your toes and uh, be able to uh, uh, navigate your way through this time. But, you know, it, when it's all over, whenever that is, you know, that's when you can get back to your norm or whatnot, if there is a norm. Right. All right, so um, you got your uh, your show, Scales. Now, I want to ask, like, what was it that um, drove you to write Scales? Um, you know, I, it, it actually, it, it happened from three years ago. I was in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And I was with my best friend and it was August 17th, I believe. And there was a terrorist attack that happened over in Barcelona. And it happened literally right on the street where we were all of this because it was a van plowing through the, the crowd. And my best friend said to me after that experience, you know, everybody we was still kind of like, you know, panicky, nervous. Is some more stuff going to happen? He was like, just the other day we were talking about you you know, picking back up into your writing and all your creative stuff. Because again, I work sort of live double lives as, you know, most creatives for the most part, we have two jobs. So my corporate job had really taken over so much of me. And I had been talking about wanting to get back into, you know, the filmmaking and writing. And so that instance of the tragedy of what happened uh, in my best friend saying, what are you going to do about it? Cause tomorrow isn't promised. That led me to be like, you know what? I do need to get back into my writing. And so the city of Barcelona was shut down for about 48 hours because they had to contain, they didn't know if there was going to be another attack or whatnot. So I was in my hotel room and I just started writing. Um, I just really, cause I always travel with my computer. I just started writing a story. And then I yeah. started for whatever reason, man, the stories of, my younger years in dating and stories from my friends that, you know, talking and sharing stories, I found myself putting that into the script. Yeah. 
And as by then I had like maybe seven pages and literally I had the TV on just for noise. Cause sometimes I need noise when I'm writing and the current person who's in the white house was on. And I was like, here I am in Barcelona and this guy's on TV. <laughs> and literally right then and there, I said, all we're trying to do is just make it like humanity. We're just trying to make it. And, and I was trying to think, what will I name this show? And I said, scales because we're all trying to balance something in our life and this is a show where people are literally trying to make it and balance love and friendships relationships and i think that's kind of a universal theme that we all have globally is that we're just trying to make it and we find ourselves on a scale i like that i like that yeah i like i like how you got to the uh, title of it and everything and then you know you you somewhat tied your past into it because I checked out a couple of episodes of it and it's real nice. Great production. <laughs> Great production. Oh, so. thanks, and I was very um, peculiar about making sure that the production value was real, you know, cause this is my first time stepping out into this area in many years. Cause I hadn't really done filmmaking since college. And so that was some years ago. Yeah. And I remember getting with the production team, I was interviewing different people and it was like, what's the number one thing you want? I says, well, the number thing I don't want is I don't want it to look cheap. I don't want it to look like something that's going to be on an access channel. No, if it's the access channel, but I need it to look, I need this to feel Netflix ready. And yeah. the team that I went with, they saw that vision and ensured that they would definitely deliver. And I feel like each season, like season two, the production value, it improved from season one. And, you know, we're editing season three right now and season three from a, visuals it it blows my mind because it literally looks even better than seasons one and two together well that's great then so you're on the right path then with that being said so um in season three because like you said you know you got your season one and season two already out and season three coming in next year 21 um what are some things we can expect from well in season three let's See, what can I share? Uh, season three is definitely, you know, we upped the stakes. I felt okay. like season, season one to me, it was your, your, you know, I don't want to say cheesy, but it, it's your pilot. You know, everything is all, you, you're navigating yourself through, you're trying to find the story, you're establishing the characters, pretty funny. Season two, we, we did go a little bit into the characters around Remy and it was a little bit kind of darker in a way. Yeah. Season three, I called it grown ASF, it's very adult. Season three is, it's still the dramedy, but you will see um, conversations. There's a certain storyline that's happening where it's going to spark conversations between a lot of people in relationships, mm -hmm. regardless of what kind, whether it's same sex or if it's heterosexual, people are going to, it's so good, man. Like we, and I, and I was nervous about telling that this particular story. I was like, Oh, I don't know. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go on faith. And I think that's the part of entertainment is you have a chance to entertain and to inform and educate. Right. And there's a story that we're telling in season three, that it's going to be a conversation starter for many months to come after they see the entire situation play out couples will be couples and anybody in relationships will be talking about this particular storyline hey, sure. with that being said i can't wait to watch it now you know <laughs> you know pick my interest it, it, even it, more 
it's a heavy one for sure. Like seriously, you'll be talking to your your girlfriend or whatever. You'll be like, "What? Well, so what's up? You you cool with?" <laughs> anybody that's dating will will have conversations around this particular storyline. Well, that's good because when I'm watching it, I might be like, "Oh, this is what he was talking about." <laughs> you know? okay. right. he, he warned me about this, you know. So that's I, yeah. good. So, um, how how do you feel that your voice with um, just in general, whether you're uh, creating something or just being out in the public, how do you feel that your voice is different from everyone else in this biz? You know, I think what makes my voice a little bit, I don't want to say, well, I'll say, I will say different is that I think it's, it's very transparent in the fact that it's authentic. It's really my voice. I think that it, for the show, it's, we're far few in between when it comes to content as far as, well, mainstream. We're not mainstream yet, but being a, a Black man, a Black man you, that's, you know, a lead or yeah. that a show so diverse. The cast is very diverse. And, and that was intentional because of the fact that I wanted scales to represent what the world looks like. And so, you know, there's Asian American character. There um, was a Latina in the series as well. And then you just have, you know, you know, you have black and white. I want it to show the real world. And I think I speak from a place of truth. So the stories that I create, they aren't for shock value. They're really for either things that I've experienced or things that I've heard. And I try to write with an authentic voice, I think. And then two, I'm truly that independent that believes in, I, I said this recently about if I ever got a chance to, you know, really go even further as I walk through that door, the people beside me and even that's coming up behind me, I'm going to make sure I leave copies of the key so they can come in right there next to me. I want to, you know, I'm not this person that's trying to forget who I am or where I'm trying to go. I want people that have the same goals and aspirations to want to do the same thing. And the last but not least, I think the biggest thing, and you know how reality TV can be, (laughs) there is a, sometimes there's a stereotype that's placed on people in the LGBTQ plus community that sometimes bleeds over into people's, you know, perception and reality. And they think, oh, well, that's, you know, that's what it is. And I, not that I disagree with it, but I want to be able to showcase the, um, the, 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 the other side, I'll just say the other side, like of the social norms or, or breaking those stereotypes that I think a lot of times people see in, in characters and, especially with the LGBTQ plus community, you may see a character thrown on a show just to check a box, how they throw a, a black supporting character. Oh, we got a black person in, boom, check. We got the funny gay person in, check. Or they may do this, check. Versus now you're seeing these characters that, although even the character I play is in a same-sex relationship, it's not really about that. It's about the, he's just, he's, he's messed up. What person hasn't been messed up? You can, you know, what, what I think Usher song caught out there. You just sometimes get caught out there, regardless of what, <laughs> regardless of what you are, you know. And so You're that's right. that's kind of my um, authentic voice that I'm trying to push through in everything that I create, just to showcase that. 
Okay, okay. And, and like you, I know when we were speaking earlier about the uh, production or what have you, um, you, now that you're on two networks or, or two streaming platforms, um, how has that production stepped up now that you're on two versus uh, the one you first started out on? Or did it change or got better? It, it it got better because the, you know, Issa Rae says, you all, you know, you find that tribe. And so the yeah. people that make up the production side of scales, they actually work in production. So because they're able to, um, God, and they're able to borrow equipment from their jobs, it helps. So like, you know, shooting in like 6K and like the sort of Netflix value production, that's kind of where I really, that was always the goal. I wanted to be Netflix ready or Hulu ready or just, you know, larger platform ready. And I think that's what season three is going to deliver. And I think because it is being licensed right now for two streaming services and, you know, we're over over a hundred thousand views, 1200, over 1200 subscribers on YouTube. And there's been a lot of buzz about the show. It lets the larger distributors maybe want to just take a look because I know they do look at web series and be like, Oh, this is some, a show that we need to really pay attention to because it's not grainy. The sound is great. And the picture quality is, you know, you can watch it on your mobile phone and it looks just like if you're watching a Netflix or Amazon or Hulu show. And so that is definitely where my intent lies in the work that I'm trying to produce for season three, which makes it different. Hey, well, you're doing a great job again. So uh, that that's awesome. And like, shout out to Issa Rae. She's one of my favorites. So, 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 so if you're following anything she says, I think you're definitely on the right path. Yeah, but, no problem, man. So uh, what advice would you give to any of the future, uh, well, any creatives, period, to stay focused and stay after what they're trying to achieve. Like you, you want, you want it Netflix quality, Hulu quality. You set that tone up front. So how could you tell a, a future or a current creative to stay focused and go get it? Most definitely. I would just say, you know, of course, one, one thing for sure, really relying on just like I say with Issa Rae, everything, she was the research person that I studied when I was starting season one of scales find that creative tribe. It doesn't have to be, you know, you, it could be your friend. It could be your aunt, your cousins. You got, you know, to put a project together. All you need now is a, a iPhone or any kind of phone to shoot, to tell your story. Um, be authentic. Don't try to, don't create something that you think everybody likes or just because it's popular for the moment, you know, use your own voice, um, be authentic in your own voice. Um, and again, this is, again, it's going to sound like an Issa Rae podcast, but she says, <laughs> network across versus trying to network up, you know, right. find the people that's on your level that's doing things because you just never know the people that I met in season one, that film scales, I didn't know them. They just took a chance on working with me in the production. And as they progressed in their careers in these production companies, it helped expand the equipment that we were able now to increase the quality of the series. And that happened from people in the same tribe as me. So that's what I think is important for people. And if they're trying to start out now, right, it doesn't have to be a 20, 30 page something. If you can short form content is still cool. You can shoot a short form show for 
five awkwardly black girl episode was like five minutes that's five pages a minute per page you can create your own little thing shoot it and just post it out on youtube and tell your story and see what the feedback is and just keep you never stop learning so if we're in a digital age where you can get information everywhere so google youtube for anybody that's trying to break in or trying to do the work that we're doing as creatives, whether it's writing or creating their own podcast, the opportunities are out there. So continue to take advantage of them. Definitely. I, I will agree. It's so easy to do a lot of those things. Just um, get your, your iPhone, your Android, whatever it is, and, and get your story out there, like you said. Um, so uh, what steps have you taken to once this uh, crisis is over, for your future uh, in filmmaking or just in the film industry rather? Oh man, I have been doing, I've actually been do- doing the work like for the, ever since we went in this global recess since March, six months, I have taken advantage of, uh, there's diversityrepresentation.com. They have, they host webinars with um, people of color who are like head of content and development for major studios and they tell you what they want. Uh, I've attended virtual per- pitch meetings, how to pitch. Cause you get like, let's say you get on the elevator with Steven Spielberg or Edward DuVernay. You only have from the first floor to the sixth floor. How do you pitch yourself to, you know, get, get that conversation going. So I've been taking advantage of every free webinar on filmmaking, the business side and the creative side, taking notes, recording it, signing up for Sundance Collaboration was offering free courses for from March through July. So I've been able to network across and even a little bit upwards to get in contact with some managers. I've worked on some other scripts to send out to try to get representation so that I can either go the staff writer route, being staffed on a TV show, or, you know, continuing to talk through various markets, just like with, you know, with you on your podcast. This whole summer, I've been hitting it. I've probably talked to like 30 media outlets, 20 plus news publications and media. I'm pushing forward to hopefully come out of this pandemic with a win of a bigger conversation with a bigger opportunity that will lead me to being able to uh, create more stories beyond scales, which I've also, and I'm throwing this in here, but I wrote this, uh, I wrote this script called Spades. Not like the card game spades, but <laughs> you could call it that if you want to. But it stands for um, single people are dating everybody stupid. It's going to be uh, it's a comedy, of course, and it's following uh, it's sort of like a spinoff of Scales, but it's following a character who's on Scales now. She plays Kim and it's her and her two best friends from Clark. And it's them navigating the dating world in Atlanta through a 25 year old, 26 year old eyes. So I'm just continuing to push content stuff out to get those real conversations started with the people that can help make those conversations happen. Outstanding. (laughs) Hey, I like that, uh, the space, uh, I like that. I'm definitely going to check that one too. I think space is going to be hot. You go like space. (laughs) We're actually going to shoot. If COVID can, contain itself this fall we're trying to shoot the pilot this fall for for spades because spades is it's it's the first script that i've read where i 
even though I wrote it, I'm usually very critical of myself, but I'll read it and I'll just start laughing because I'm like, it's really funny. Like it's, it's, it's really funny. So. Yeah. We can't wait for that one. <laughs> the fall yeah. and COVID just get out the way. We need to let this man work now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, like we said, season three is on its way out, um, and we got you on YouTube um, and your two other networks. Yeah, it's on Reverie.com. It's actually it's a free. It's free. It's free, but it's going to be with commercials. And of course, you can pay. I think it's six ninety nine a month if you want to bypass the commercials. And then I'm also on the on channel. It's actually led by Brian J white, who's the president of the on channel who starred in the own show ambitions. And I think he, Brian J white was on drumline. Maybe he was the guy in drumline. I think I'm not sure, but he's an Emmy nominated actor and he oversees that platform. Oh, that's, that's great. Dang. So you, you surround yourself with some great people. I'm, I'm, I'm checking out now. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying for sure. Hey, well, you're doing a good job at it, man. So I can't wait till we go ahead and get this season three out there. And then we check out scales uh, later on after you get that pilot. So like I said, COVID needs to move so you can do your work and continue to create. Because, I mean, all we got to do is watch stuff now. You can't really go anywhere. So... that, and I'm sure y'all getting tired of watching the same old, same old. So that's why it's going to be good to bring out some new, fresh content. Hence why the scales may come out earlier than 2021. Just because oh. if we're still in this lockdown, I was like, people need to see it. So when you watch it, you'll be like, oh yeah, this was what I was talking about. And then you'll be like, hey, let me talk to you for a second, Patrick, because it, it, the story, it's, it's, it's a doozy. It's something that is really going to be a conversation starter for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you right there because I was on Netflix the other night and I'm like, man, I done watched all this. Hulu ain't got nothing for me no more. So and then when I uh, came up on uh, Scales, I was like, you know, this is something new for me to watch. Never seen it before. So it was awesome. So I like what you're doing, oh, man. Stay on music. it. The music. Thanks, man. The music, all the music. I want to throw this out too. all the music is by independent artists. Because again, I wanted to, you know, highlight and, you know, give give independent artists a voice too. And I think 85% of the talent that's that's featured musically on the show actually are from Atlanta. So it's, you know, Atlanta has a lot of talented music people here. So I wanted to just shout, shout them out and all the great music that's in scales too. Well, shout out to everybody in Atlanta. So are you from Atlanta? I am not, but I have lived in Atlanta since 2000 so i consider myself a atl an atlantean yeah okay well i ain't from atlanta so i i say you're from atlanta too then <laughs> oh yeah and i have a four four area code so i'm i'm i consider myself locked in atlanta too yeah it don't get any better than that yeah you are from atlanta <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, man, I appreciate you uh, stopping by and getting to chat it up with me. Uh, we can't wait till those episodes and the, that new season drop for us. Uh, are, you, are you on social media? You can plug in your socials. Yeah, I am. Um, you can find me on Instagram at I am Patrick Ladonis, all one word. You can follow the show is at Scales the Web, and you can find both of those platform. I mean, both of those handles on Twitter as well. And I hope people will check out Spades this fall. Single people are dating everybody stupid because I'm telling you, 
it's gonna be funny. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna fall out laughing. It's it's really really good. Hey, we looking we looking forward to it, man. Again, it's a pleasure, and I appreciate you stopping by, man. You be cool out there now. Don't don't stay away from COVID. All right, you too, man. Take care. Thank you so much. Uh, no problem. Pleasure's all mine. <laughs>